All right, in three, two. Welcome, 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 everybody. It's the middle of the week, and if you want to talk sports at a kind of medium level, then you're in luck because this is Sports Wednesday. That's a little extra punch at the end. No kidding, right? I thought I was, I was feeling like he was falling into a bit of a rut with the jingle, but that punch just took it to the next level. It, he emphasized it. You, you've yeah. said he's nothing like, about a rut. He's like, this is effing Wednesday. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, yeah! All right, yeah. welcome, everybody. Welcome to Sports Wednesday, sports talk for the medium fan. I'm the big man on campus, Pete Brown. Joining me from his David Blatt Hall of Fame is the coach, basketball legend, Matt Longley. How are you, coach? I'm Blattastic. <laughs> he is Blattastic. I'm going to get this joke worked out for next week. It's a good one. Yes. And from the frozen that. basement of Hake House, he's got two Pittsburgh Penguins hockey sweaters. He's probably wearing them both because it's extra chilly down there. It's the maestro, Brian Hake. How are you, maestro? I'm feeling very Kent to Coolby today. Kent to Colby. Wow, that's a deep cut. No, Kent deep to Coolby. To Coolby. Oh, a deep cut and a pun. Yep. That's it's awesome. A, it's as if Kent, Kent to Colby was, was turned into a hipster band. Yeah. That's Ooh, it. Oh, I like that's it. That's a fantastic idea. Noise. All right. Very good. How are you guys doing? Everybody ready? You ready to do this? Yeah, let's do this. All right. That was super, super enthusiastic. Really appreciate that. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. Well, last week we said we were going to talk about the NBA because we're coming up. There's two games left in the regular season. It's NBA playoff time. Uh, these two games actually matter for quite a few teams. I uh, had looked earlier if Philadelphia still has a chance to sort of maintain the three seed in the East or Cleveland at the four seed. Uh, and that has some implications to it either way. Coach, uh, why don't you t- talk us first? What, what do you see right now, some of the key first-round matchups coming out of the East? Okay, so out of the East, the key, what, I mean, I'm going to say it straight off the bat. Um, beyond um, the middle rounds, like the middle teams, it's not very compelling. I mean, the top, the top seed, Toronto playing, I think they play uh, Washington, the Wizards. It, that would be great. I think that's gonna that could be a good series, but the problem with the Wizards is they don't play they play zero defense in the playoffs. You have to play some defense. Um, the compelling series, I think it, it's it's Miami, the Celtic, and Miami and the Celtics. Celtics are going to be the two series two seed, but Kyrie's gone now. They and they're going to have to play Miami, which is going to be majorly motivated. Um, I see a major upset there, although I don't know if you can call it an upset now without without Kyrie. Um, and I, I gotta tell you, as a Cavs fan, playing Indiana, Indiana could be a matchup problem, a major matchup problem. Really? Oh, I do. I, I think they played them earlier this year, and um, it, especially the games in Indiana, um, Victor Oladipo has had major games against uh, uh, the Cavs. I mean, he is a he's a binge scorer. He could drop forty on them, and I'm telling you. They, 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 they're either going to sweep them or it's going to be seven games. So, so coach's like, key, like coach's key to the Pacers is shutting down Victor Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
you shut down Home Depot, you've got a sweet, sweet line to the finals. I think I think the the three team versus the six team looks pretty interesting. The 76ers versus the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. That, I, see, I'm glad to be playing the Pacers and not the Bucks. I feel like the Bucks would have a better shot at knocking off the Cavs. I do, and I said that earlier that I really like the Bucks, but the last time uh, I did get a chance to watch a little bit of them and 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 basically I've been following them a little bit, and they're playing. They're playing like a like a car that's that's just sputtering on gas. Like I I don't understand why they're not they're not they're not peaking. They've already peaked, and and right now I feel like they're limping into the playoffs. So I and that matchup I I I, I see the Sixers winning in in five, especially yeah, if they well, get it. They're going to get Joel Embiid back, and they're going to win in five. Yeah. So the thing I mean the thing is the NBA is it's a grueling season, and now they're starting off a grueling playoff run. Uh, and it's it's a difficult league in which to have one guy carry you through, right? And the Bucks plan is basically right. If I was coaching the Bucks, give it to the Greek freak. That's my play. Just Correct. do that over and over. But I just don't think you can sustain that in the playoffs. You can't. You can for two or three games, but not in a seven game series. Yeah. And you you should never underestimate Matthew Dellavedova, though. He is going <laughs> to come up big. I think those those two teams are exciting to watch just because I think they're the future of the East. At least, oh, I, I, I would I would definitely watch that game if I came upon that game. I would I would be intrigued to watch that game because it's fun. They're young stars. Yeah. It's not the same old same old, and and you're going to get more of a college atmosphere than you will like the normal grinded out old men pro game. Um, but you know, I just feel like the Sixers just have too many weapons. Oh yeah, and they're hot right now. And they're very hot. They're and peaking now, right now. Speaking of hot, though, Toronto Raptors have won four in a row, six out of their last ten. Is this the year that the Raptors finally break through? Mm. You know, when you when I saw this on the show sheet, and I was looking what's ahead because we've got to make some picks, and uh, and it's it's heart and head, and my heart says one thing, but my head says this could be the t- this could be the year for Toronto to break through. It's so ripe. If they don't do it this year, um, it, it's ripe to happen. I, yes, <laughs> I do think it's going to happen. That's a huge reversal from earlier earlier this year when you were saying, "No, the Raptors are always te- they're the team that folds in the playoffs." Right, but I but I didn't realize how deep they were. I mean, they are much deeper than they used to be. They used to rely rely on 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 basically three players, and they'd have to play major minutes. Kyle Lowry two years ago against the Cavs got hurt in game two or three, so they lost their point guard, and that changed the series. They had nobody to step in. Now they do have guys that can step in and and and, and pick up the minutes, which changes know. everything. Coach is drinking the Kool Aid. Yes, they haven't been the same since they traded Luis Scola. Let's face it. All right, Maestro, question for you. Are you ready for this? I understand Tristan Thompson was caught cheating on his Kardashian wife. Is this good for the Cavs or bad oh, for the Cavs? I did not hear this. Yes, it was I, uh, It was in the news today. Apparently some videos of him smooching some cheerleaders. Or, oh, so. She's with child, too. That's not cool. That is not Tristan, cool. Tristan, he only played nine minutes the other night. Oof. He played seven minutes in heaven is what he did. (laughs) Nice, maestro. Oh, my God. Infidelity burn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sweet mother. Yeah, that's not going to be good for anybody, but we got Larry Nance Jr. We don't need the double T. He can go deal with the Cardassians. 
And let me ask you this now, okay? And and this is not on the show sheet, and I'm just throwing it at you. Please. We could we could maybe do this, revisit it later. But if you had to pick one celebrity that you wish was your uh, courtside seat guy all through the season and through the playoffs, who would it be? Oh. Like if I were playing, like who would I like? Yeah, who would, just you know, you know, like the Knicks have like Spike Billy Jones, is, is like, the Clippers. yeah, the the Lakers have uh, Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. The Raptors have Drake. We have mm-hmm. one of the Kardashians, apparently. Ooh, can we? Can I think about that one? Oh, I really. Do you want guys want to want to come back to this next week? Yes, yeah. yes, because I'd right. like to put some time and thought, and I'd like to talk about it. I want to okay. get it down to three and really work through it. Nice. Hey, I, but, nice. but we were going to talk about the key first round matchups. Do we still want to do that? Because there's a good one in the West. Yeah, I was just going to say, let's move to the West and keep going. Because I'm so, telling you yeah. right now, there's a first round matchup. The thunder. And the lightning is the OKC Thunder versus uh, Golden State. That's a series I want to watch. Yeah. Oh, you I think they're going to upset them? I, I just want to watch it. I just want to watch Westbrook is so filled with vitriol towards that team. He's so angry. Yeah. And I think George has something to prove. And I think if they can upset Golden State in the first round, oh, God. That would just be so such good NBA TV. Yeah, by far the yeah. best first round. And after that, you know, it, you're waiting for the Rockets and the the. the when does Curry come back? He won't be in that series, right? He's not playing in the first round. At least yeah. that's what I thought I saw them say. They were going to hold. Him yeah, out. so Unless that's. They, I mean, for, for sure, they're going to beat up on the Warriors more than they've been beat up on in a long time. Oh I mean, yeah, I think the. Le- the last team in the playoffs besides the Cavs that, that really gave them trouble was like the Memphis Grizzlies won two games off of them, and that was it. So, I mean, it, it just could be a little bit of culture shock when they're starting to struggle to see how they respond. Yeah, but they're so battle-tested. Do you I think just... the Rockets – do the Rockets – are they coming out of the West? Uh, I'm going to stick with what I said before. I, I still feel like if if Golden State can get healthy enough, if, if Curry comes back and – I know Clay Thompson's banged up a little bit, but if they come back full strength, that's just they're this is what they're built for. That's yeah. going to be a great series. Yeah. That that one will be worth watching. I don't feel like the East is is going to be that great. I even I mean, the, the West is where it's at for sure, and that's it's it's been the way for a long time, right? Yeah. And even now, the LeBron versus Kyrie possible matchup that gone. is is gone. That's fizzled. You know, DeMar Rosen and, and Kevin Love can probably swap therapist cards, but I don't know how much vitriol is going to be there. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, uh, there isn't. So even though even though you're you're hoping you're hoping Thunder beats the Warriors, but you're still thinking the Warriors are going to pull. I, I know. I, I, here's what I want to say. I, I think that's going to be a great series. And to be honest, if I'm just watching NBA TV and for is for the the best matchups coming beyond it, I don't want the Warriors to lose. Because that would be a horrible upset because I, OKC has no chance to win it. Then it's just the Rockets are in the, the finals. But I think I'd like it to go seven. And if it did, okay. But I think it would be interesting. Westbrook's just angry. I want to see him play against the Warriors. He's angry and he hates Durant. As much as they say they're getting along, he hates him. Mm. Well, I've, I've been reading too that, that there's some like locker room stuff going on with the Warriors and Durant. Yeah, I know. And this is bad timing for that. I don't know if that's that's fed or what. Yeah, of course, he's so good. I mean, he could he can mess up a whole locker room and be like, okay, I'm going to hit 10 threes. But I'm still and, so effing yeah. good. 
Yeah. So, okay. So we're going to do it now. This is uh, our official. You're going to be predict the finals teams. You get a point for each team you get in there. Uh, two points if you get to champ. And then also a point on predicting the MVP. Mm. Let's go with you, Maestro. Let's start with the Maestro. All right. I'm going Cavs, Rockets, and LeBron. And who wins? Oh. You got to pick that. <laughs> I'll pick the Cavs. Okay. Wow. Okay. And then the MVP is LeBron? All right. Okay. Uh, that is almost exactly what I was going to pick, but I was picking James Harden for the MVP. Because you have the Rockets winning. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that is exactly what I didn't pick because I didn't pick that at all. Um, I am picking the Warriors and I am picking the Cavs because I have to. And uh, Durant's going to double up on MVP. He's just too, he's so good. And I do think this series, if it goes, if it's Warriors, Cavs, I'll, I'll even throw in. Can I get a bonus point if I call how many games? Wait, wait. My, you're all over the place. What do you we mean? You're talking about the Ra- Raptors five minutes ago making to the final. Right, I think they're going to do it, but I picked with my heart here. There's no rules here. Wow. There's no rules here, Mr. Hockey Sweater. That's how the West will be won, everybody. Okay. That was nice, Coach. We might have to work on it a little bit, but. <laughs> Hi, everybody. So, but anyway. I was thinking, wouldn't it be great to play a basketball-themed board game that truly is the sensation that is going to rock this nation? But you can't. Why can't we? Well, I'm afraid Hoopsters, the basketball-themed board game of which you speak, has not yet reached the market. Coach and I invented this game in 2003. Three, yeah. And we've been working to get it to market, and each week we give a little update. Uh, We've been in a bit of a rut, speaking of ruts, much like Maestro's intro jingle. (laughs) We've had the same update for the last few weeks, right? Do we have any updates this week, Coach? Well, I've been I've been efforting um, our alternative uh, silk screening or um, this other method that I saw because we need to make more than one board. That's right. That's for sure. And and to that end, I had ordered a few wood boxes. Well, part of what our thinking is, you know, we might be able to turn the top of a wood box into the game and then store all the pieces inside of it. Uh, and they arrived. Uh, I ordered two. One uh, is the right size, but it's awfully tall. It's about three inches tall. Like, oh, okay. And you know what I mean? Like, if it was yes. this tall, but only a win- an inch, I'd be like, we have a winner. And it's about $12 a unit. I can't quite get that price down. So that's actually going to be, that'll be a, a tricky price point to work with. But yes, uh, it does appear to be thick enough. That, like, I was worried that the wood the wouldn't be does. thick enough. Yeah, to have, have a divot. And I, I think you can divot in there. Uh, the second one I ordered was a wooden cigar box. I thought maybe we could shrink down the board for that, but um, it's far too small. <laughs> hey, the maestro's snoring. Hey, yeah, that he's back. So that's the Hoopsters update. But folks, uh, head to hoopsters.store, drop in your email address, and we'll be sure to keep you updated and let you know when you can get uh, the first Hoopster sets to hit the market. Yeah, because has Maestro even played the game yet? Maestro still hasn't played the. I think if he okay, played the game, he'll find these. He'll find these updates mm-hmm. more compelling. Yes, he's got to play the damn game. Very good. Well, the good news is we're moving into Act Two, and in Act Two, we've got some intro music. Oh, oh I can't wait. Better be good. Let's see what I got here. 
Go go, go deep. deep. All right. Yeah. Built a spill. Well played. Nice. I feel like you get a point for that, Coach, but I'm not going to give it to you because I'm only two points behind you and I'd like to catch up. <laughs> Act two, I'm calling the, the quickening. This is going to be a bit of, you know, I'm going to be sharing a live audio experience. It's when we do something live and we record the audio and sort of edit it together. Uh, but I do want to recap this because we did this on Sunday. What happened was in last week's show when we were talking about Edwin and Carcione's. Oh, oh I do want to say something. Home run. Okay. Did you, during the live thing, as you kept saying Edward and Cart, Cart, well, how are you saying it? Incarcion. Yes. It's actually, we were corrected by one of our viewers who nice. had an emphasis in the middle. It's, it's Edwin Encarnacion. Encarnacion. Oh my God. I'm, I am the worst host in the history of podcasts. Encarnacion. <laughs> Man, we are not sports talk for the medium fam for nothing. That is a total Sports Wednesday gaffe. Well, my apologies to Edwin, the big man. Um, The only thing that could really be worse for him is to get beaten around the bases by one of us, and that's exactly what happened. So Coach had said he was lumbering around the bases. I said he can get around faster than we can. So the physical challenge was born. Uh, We did live stream that on Twitter. We had about 10 viewers. Uh, We've had about 400 viewers. It's now the pinned tweet at sportwednesday.com on Twitter. So if you go to our Twitter page at Sport Wednesday, uh, the pinned tweet is actually our our 10-minute live stream, but really uh, it took about six minutes to figure out how the live stream was working. So I just <laughs> go ahead and jumped on the last floor if you want to you get to the meat of it. Um, any thoughts on those round-the-trip uh, bases? Coach, you went first, you stepped up, and you beat Encarnacion's 19.2 seconds. Encarnacion. Thank you. Um, well, I have some I have some observations because I've seen the replay about mine, and then I've seen uh, Edwin's several times okay. now. And he hits the ball, and I think in his head he thinks it's, it's gone. Yeah. So he gets out of the he gets out of the box, kind of jogging, you know, For like sure. a home run trot. Yeah, um, I don't think he kicked it in until after he rounded first. That's right. And and, me, and to be- as soon as I hit it. I was, I was a bullet. I was trying to be as fast as I could, and I still only beat him by what a second. Yeah, just to, about about a half a second. But yeah, yeah, to be fair, I think if if Edwin had tore out of the box, I think I think his time would have been much faster. Oh, much faster. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying he jogged it, and. Yeah. I can I can barely beat him. That's the beauty of sports. That was his time. I mean, we can't we can't run against his maybe time. No, I think, absolutely. And to be honest, if if the left fielder hadn't misplayed that so poorly, that's a stand up double at most. Yeah. Did we reach out to Edwin to see if maybe he would come and join us? We well, we did tag him on Twitter so that he yes. could watch if he was was so inclined. So. Uh, and then Maestro, you you came super close to beating him. You you also ran pretty well, and you were wearing a hockey sweater. That had to be it was tough. it was like a it was like a sail. Yeah, and then 
you know, I really feel like I was hindered by the fact that I, I've got my cleats. I haven't worn them since 2005. And uh, apparently Flappy. cleats like there's glue holding the cleat to the shoe. And if you leave your cleats in the basement for 13 years, that glue could probably break <laughs> down. So it was kind of like running in flip-flops, but I still think, you know. It wasn't kind of like running cleats. in flip-flops. You were running in flip-flops. That's right. So I did look this up. There's some science on this. Uh, and people say, uh, if you're running in flip-flops, uh, that is a five-second disadvantage. And then they also say, if you have a hernia, that is a five-second disadvantage. So really, I got around those bases in 13 minutes flat, which is a major league record. Which is better than Brian, Byron Buxton. That's amazing. 13 minutes or 13 exactly. seconds? 13 seconds. You sure did. Did I say minutes? <laughs> yes, you, of course you did. Edward and totally Carsacion. This has just been a mess from the get-go. But it was a good physical challenge. It was exciting to see the, the coach beat a major league time uh, and see the maestro come super close to it. Uh, coach, how about that prize, too? Really, really something. Oh, God, that was disappointing. It's, um, they are it's all gone, as, too. It's almost as nice as the prize I got for winning uh, March Madness. We have a prize. We have. It's a fantastic prize. It just hasn't been determined yet. Yes. We are, we are putting some time into this. There have been texts that you have not seen filled with options. So, so the coach did win a, a box of zingers. We, we tore into them right away. They, they're about half the size we remember them being. Yes. And they, 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 they were awful. Good. I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll confirm that. And See? I was not feeling good at the so time now, either. I thought I was going to, all that cold air that I had ingested running around second. <laughs> Holy moly. Okay, so we are going live. Who, who wants to go first? All right, I'm going first. Okay, you got this is the timer. All right. Maestro. With his people around reporting live at the ball field. Coach Longley stretching out now for his attempt. I've got the clock. He's off and running. He's down there. It looks like Coach is at first base in about 4.8 seconds. He's coming in halfway through. At about 8.9 seconds, he might have a chance to beat Edwin and Carcione, everybody. He's coming in. 13, 14, 15. Woo! 18.29! Oh, man, the ghost! <laughs> Bring it in here! Woo! How'd it feel out there, man? <gasps> what are your thoughts? I'm really tired. Yes! Okay. Woo! So I guess the criticism of Encarcion being lumbering is valid for coach. Big strides there. Oh man, that Big was strides. huge. Okay, who's uh, who's who's going next? <laughs> I'll, I'll go. You're gonna go? All right. Eighteen point two nine. All right, this is now the maestro Brian Hake in his Sidney Cosby hockey sweater. Going lefty. Run it out, come on. The maestro now he's not wearing cleats, he's just got running shoes on. He's around in five seconds at first. Around second at 8.9. He's, He's coming in. Coach uh, sitting in the third baseline. A little risky. Here Come he comes. On. Here it is. 19.52. The maestro, 19.52. Just a tad bit slower than Encarcion. But let's be clear. Encarcion's uh, inside the parker was stand-up. So I think maestro would have made it anyway. Alrighty. Let's get some maestro. Any thoughts? Oh, no, it's a lot longer than I thought. I sent you a time <sighs> the fastest one. What was the fastest? 
The fastest one was Brian Brexton at 13.85. Holy crap. All right, Maestro. All right, Peter. All right, Peter Brown. Tell me when you're ready. I was calling the shot. Oh, pizza! Oh, Peter's shoes. For the record, Peter's got. <laughs> he's got 20-year-old shoes on, and the soles. <laughs> the soles are falling off. The glue has died from years in his garage. Come on, Peter. 23! How do you feel, Peter? Man, those shoes are weird. <laughs> they were both flopping because they wanted to come off. <laughs> That's a shoe. That is a shoe. That's... Okay. 23, 23 flat. Okay. Anything else we need to do for the live stream? In my mind, I was thinking we'd do the best of three, but... Best of three? <laughs> I don't have it. I can't get... I, no, I'm not getting under 18.29. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Okay, we're here now. I've just uh, awarded Coach with the award for fastest round trip. And what was your award? It was a box of effing zingers. <laughs> box of vanilla zingers. We're eating them now. Uh, I have to admit, I am surprised that they seem to be about half the size of a Twinkie. <laughs> you look like Andre the Giant holding a beer can there. <laughs> How does that zinger taste, though? Okay, you know what? The sponge cake, very good, soft, moist, great cream filling. I have one issue, which was what your whole argument was based on. This nasty cardboard-like frosting on the top that just ruins the entire experience. You just can't win with some people. Well, that's our second live challenge. We did the field goal kicking challenge. I feel like there's some traction here. I think people like uh, to see us go out and potentially injure ourselves. Um, I think they like hearing oh, I about think we it. Need more. Yeah, so it sounds like that the live challenge is going to become a thing. Yeah, and I and I'm going to throw it out there. Anybody that follows us, if you have some ideas, uh, DM us or put it out there on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. That would be fantastic. Hey, everybody. If you'd like to stay in touch with the development of Hoopsters, the greatest basketball-themed board game you've never played, just head to hoopsters.store and drop in your email address, and you will be on the list. You can get one of the first sets when they come to market, and uh, if you're nice, you could have the coach autograph it. Is that right, Coach? Yes. Yeah, so we're offering autograph sets uh, once we finally get these to market. Yes. Yes. How many people have signed up? Uh, uh, We are still at two. (laughs) Uh, We've been doing the the podcast. This is our 15th week of the podcast, and uh, Wiener has signed up and Coach has signed up. (laughs) We haven't even gotten Maestro to sign up. So so that's two ads a show. This is what? Is this our 15th show? That's right. So 30 30 ads. ads And our conversion, two out of 30. That's rough. That is rough. I I usually. I think we got to get people to play it. They really got to know do. how good this game is. I do, and we need to start. Um, we need to start like, really incenting people to sign up. Like you know, if yes. you sign up, we're going to send you a. Uh, I don't know, a copy of the Syracuse Dunk tape or something like that. Ooh, a signed copy on a VHS tape. It would be sweet with a VHS, that would be sweet, and a blockbuster shirt. Yeah. <laughs> 
But what do you know? It's time for Act 2. Okay, well, let's move into talking about baseball. I think we're all going to feel a little bit better talking about something that we actually know a little bit about. Uh, A couple early season stories. Now we're about 10 games into the season. The Boston Red Sox have won eight games. The Astros have won nine, and the Angels have won eight. Uh, In the National League, the Mets, Pirates, and Diamondbacks all have eight wins. Pirates, very surprising. Are they for real? Maestro? Um, They are right now. (laughs) This is their best. This is their best start since 92, and that's that's like the heyday with Bonds and Bonilla, and so exciting for them. What do you think, Coach? Um, I think it's really nice that they've won some games, but it's not going to last. I mean, five of their eight wins are against the Reds and uh, Detroit, which are bad, okay. bad teams, okay. and um, they don't really have a lot of pitching. They They do have a legit – number one starter and in, in Ivan Nova who pitched tonight and they did beat the Cubs. But um, let's say they are in contention close to the trade deadline. They're not spending any money. So they generally have to do it with the guys they have. And um, let's just hope they keep it close. They're shooting you for think- 70 wins this year, maybe 80. You are just a, a ray of sunshine tonight. <laughs> I just see it. I just call it like I see it. Do you coach you don't see them as even a possible wild card contender. No, because well, there are teams that are that are going to contend. So you're talking about in the in the West, the Dodgers and Diamondbacks are going to be battling for the West. Whoever doesn't win that is going to be one of the wild cards. So then you've got the. I mean, I'm not worried about if you talk about. Um, I think it's the East. Um, Nationals are predicted to win that. But right now the Mets, if the Mets are close, they're going to buy so they can get the players to push themselves over. So they're contending against the Mets. And then um, even in their own division, um, Milwaukee has done more and has more as far as their pitching to, to take them over. So they've got a steep hurdle to win uh, just a wild card thought. That's just the way I see it. <laughs> so really, really, your your sort of formula for, for the modern baseball team is to get close towards the end of the season and then spend money Correct. to get you to the next level. And pick up the pieces you need to put you over the edge. Right. You, it, you have to consider yourself a buyer at that point. And there's a lot of teams, a lot of these middle market teams. And the Pirates are, are reloading. If, if, even yeah. if they are close, management's going to be like, I, we're not spending money. That's what we did before. We'll take on bad contracts to make the wild card. No. So we have to do it with what we have. And maybe they pull off what Minnesota did. Minnesota last year did it. Um, <laughs> but you know, oh, man. Just nice because show. your team's not going to win, you can, you, can, you, can, you can sleep all you want. I'm speaking for the medium sports fan. We got to. He's narcoleptic. All right. So let's, let's talk quickly here. I'm curious if anyone thinks that the Angels could challenge the Astros. Uh, I think they the can with West. that. You want me to go first? <laughs> I mean, yep. they could, um, but so, they, so they have the injury yes, bug. The way the rules of the game are, they could challenge them. Yeah, they uh, could, I, but I'm saying they they uh, they, they have just lost one of their pitchers, uh, Ramirez. He's going to go. He's getting Tommy Johnson, JC Ramirez, and Sh- uh, Otani, who's yeah, fantastic. We're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, he only pitches on Sundays. Sure. So he's but a sixth. He's, he's a sixth he pitcher in a five-man rotation. 
Yeah, but he's two and zero. He's got a two point oh eight ERA. Uh, he has hit three home runs in in three in seven at bats. Uh, I'll tell you right now. He here's the thing about Otani. Who knows if if he can keep this up or not? Right, the season's ten games old. Yeah, but the way the media is embracing this right now is a sign of baseball sorely needs this story. Oh yeah, I mean. He, everybody wants him to do well. His baseball card just sold for, I think today, for $6,000. Yeah, $6,725, yeah. Yeah, so people are I, buying I got it. I love it. EBay. That was signed, though. That was a signed copy. Is he a rookie, or what's what's the story? I don't, don't really know. He's a rookie from Japan, and he is there. he's there to pitch and be a designated hitter. And uh, he's doing both very well so far. Now, to be fair, he's brand new to the league. No one's figured out how to pitch to him, so... I think his his hitting will adjust as it does once people kind of figure out the book on. Him. Oh yeah, but he is the first uh, first player to have two wins and three home runs in the first ten games of the season since uh, Jim Shaw in nineteen nineteen. Uh, and then uh, before that, Monty Ward in eighteen eighty three. Remember Monty for the Gotham's? <laughs> oh yeah, Monty Ward for the New York Gotham's. Yeah, and so here's what's here's what stinks. Monty Ward's baseball card's not selling for $6,000. No, because it was printed on papyrus. I love stats like this, though, because it brings this guy named Monty Ward, who played for the New York Gothams in 1883, like brings him back up, and we're talking about him in 2018. Yeah. So so we'll see if he can keep it up. I think that'll be an interesting story oh, yeah. to, to it's track. It's a good story. So, so we got a lot uh, going on here in Act 3, so we'll move through it quickly so the maestro stays awake. Uh, we're going to do a, an update on our fantasy team, and we have a little music for that, don't we, Maestro? Oh, we do. Fantasy music. Okay. okay. Thanks, Maestro. That was nice. I, people really like the live music. We got to get it into the show more. And I think they like your singing, too. So we need we need more singing. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so our fantasy team, the Sports Wednesday official fantasy baseball team, uh, was turned over to me on Sunday. I'm in charge of managing it this week. Uh, Sunday was a busy day for me because I had to get rid of all these garbage players the coach drafted and oh. get a real team in there. <laughs> Uh, no, so we're currently we're we're in the lead five to two over Tim's Tribbles. The only uh, you know, I, I the key to fantasy baseball it's it's a long game, right? And what you got to do is you got to make sure all your players are playing the week that you're managing the right. team. Like that's the base. Uh, so I did that. Uh, the only real change it was I, I felt like at shortstop we were hurting a little. We had Addison Russell from the Cubs, uh, and so I picked up Freddie Galvis from the Padres, and I put him in the lineup this week to see if he. Did okay, so we that. dropped Addison, picked up Galvis. Yeah, we we dropped Max Kepler, who was one of our outfielders, who was, you know, oh, he was rating the in the high six hundreds. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. So that's the fantasy league update. So I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, Coach, you won your first week managing, right? So I, I need I need a win here just to continue to host this show. I think. Yes. Oh, I'm terrified. I'm, I'm I can't terrified wait until Maestro runs it. Encarnacion. Encarnacion. Edwin. Encarnacion. Okay. Edwin. I am so sorry for mispronouncing your name. That is something that that even even though we're a sports talk for the medium fam, we should do it. Uh, at least pronounce the names correctly. 
Shohei is how Shohei it's Shohei Otani. Yeah, that's right. It's a great name. Okay, so let's move into our locks of the week. Uh, let's see how we did last week with our picks. Uh, last week, your lock was supposed to be a baseball team that you thought would win three games uh, in the week between last week and tonight. Uh, I picked the Rangers. They came through for me. And, Coach, the, the Red Sox have been on a tear. Oh, I, I think know. you got that three games in against the uh, Tampa Bay. But the Nats, and we were both like, when, when Maestro picked the Nats, we're like, oh, I was going to pick them. They went on a losing. Yeah, a losing thank games. you. I think Maestro. they won. Yeah, the Mets. The Mets had their number. So we pick up a valuable point on the Maestro there. And then our upset special. Uh, our upset special last week was pick a non-playoff contending NBA team that's going to win a game. Uh, Coach picked the Bulls to win. They did not. Maestro picked the Clippers, and they lost. And I picked the Pistons, and they lost. So the three of us couldn't come up with no, a non-contending NBA team that, that was going to There's a reason they're non-contending. That's right. So um, so Maestro's still with a healthy lead in the standing, 62 of 92, still around 67%. Coach now at 53 of 92, and big man on campus, 51 of 92. I'm closer by one. That's, that's Headway. Locks of the week. So you're locked this week, and it's a little easier than usual, but pick an NBA team that will have won one of their first-round games by next okay. Wednesday. I'm going first. And <laughs> All right, go uh, ahead. I'm just kidding. Go ahead, Maestro. I know he's going to pick. No, go ahead. Go pick, ahead. Yeah. Pick your team. Because I, I went first last. I went first last I did week cry. and I picked the Nats. And, and you cried. did me such a favor. So I'm so assuming the, you're going to do me reversal. a favor again and pick a team and you'll jinx them. Okay. Oh. I'm going to pick Toronto. Interesting. All right, Coach. Who are you, who are you going to counter with? I'm taking the Rockets. Uh, the Rockets. Rockets. Red glare. Very well. Very well. Pops bursting in air. Unless the Nuggets win and then they're going to lose. <laughs> Probably not. Nuggets. <laughs> they're eight and two in their last ten games. Who the Nuggets? Oh, they're coming in hot. Who are you taking? I'm picking the Cavs. I'm gonna. I gotta do it. If you guys, you're taking the Cavs. Leaving okay. it open for me. I gotta do it. So, okay. So that take it. So that is our um, lock of the week. Now we want to go to our upset pick, and now we're gonna look at hockey because the hockey playoffs have started already. Uh, Meister has been wearing that hockey sweater more than he's ever worn it before. I think it's uh, getting a little stinky. I want you to pick a, a, a lower seeded team that will win its first round series. I'll, do you want me to go first again? Yes. Uh, yeah, sure. You <laughs> have the hockey the, sweater. I'm I'm keeping it local. I'm going with CBJ. Nice oh, over Washington. Right. Holy smokes! Yep. Columbus yep. okay. Blue Jackets. Way to go, Maestro. I like it when you get bold. That's bold. I'm going to go mm. next. I'm going to pick the Sharks over the Ducks. Okay. We don't know the Sharks and the Ducks hate each other. When those two teams get together, there's no love lost. But when it comes down to it, they're very evenly matched. So I went with, in an actual fight, I think a Shark wins over a Duck. Oh, definitely. Unless, Yeah. All right, I'm going to do um, the Bruins over Toronto. Or is it Toronto over Bruins? I don't know who's the two or the three. Okay, so so the Bruins are the two. All right, I'll take Toronto. So you're take the Maple Leafs. As we were chatting yeah, before, I like the Maple Leafs. This I like is, them before. Yeah, this is really probably one of the premier matchups of the playoffs this season. Yeah, 
they're very evenly matched. Uh, both teams have the potential to win the Stanley Cup. So uh, I don't think we have yet picked our Stanley Cup finalists and our champs. So let's go ahead and do that. Maestro? Uh, I'm picking the the final is going to be, I'm gonna, it's going to be a little different. I'm going to go Tampa Bay, which is a favorite, but I'm going to take Tampa Bay versus Winnipeg. I'm going to take them in the... Wow! I'm going to have the Jets. The Jets are going to be this kind of crazy sleeper team, going to make it into the finals. But I think Tampa Bay is too deep, deep and they're going to win. So I'm picking Tampa Bay to win the cup. Nice. All right, Coach, what do you got? All right, I'm going to take I'm going to take the Las Vegas Knights against really? Yeah, against the Bruins. And the Knights are going to win. So you picked the Knights against the Bruins who you just picked to be upset by the Maple Leafs? <laughs> yeah. You know what that's called? That's called that's doing called the maestro. maestro. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I trademarked that. Very good. Uh, okay. Those were all great picks. Uh, but let me tell you what the actual Stanley Cup is going to tell be. The Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to be playing the Tampa Bay Lightning. And the Lightning's going to win. Ooh. I like Pittsburgh's going to lose. Pittsburgh, they're a playoff team, I'm telling you. They get good. Now, they're, they have a tough first-round match against the Flyers. That is going to be a fun series to watch as well. Oh, yeah. Those, those two teams yeah. really hate each other. They'll be bloodshed. They do. So... There will be blood. Okay, so there's our upset specials for the week as well as our long-term NHL picks. Guys, if I forget to put this on the website this week, like text me or something, because I think that sometimes we pick stuff and I write it down, but then I don't put it on the website, and so it's like it never happened. Yes, we got to put it down. Plus, I've been, you know, just missing these large blocks of time lately, so I don't know what's going on there. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Are either of you guys wearing a hat today, by the way? I realize hats aren't on the show. A hat? Yeah, but like I, I decided I'm going to wear a different uh, baseball cap every show. And so today I'm wearing my OU cap, but I'm going to wear something different next time. See see which one is. Yeah, I'm wearing a hat today. There you got it. I'm wearing a Zoom Bait Company hat. Oh, nice. That's good for your hipster cred. Huh? What are you wearing? Maestro's got a pork pie That's hat on. total hipster. I got, yeah. my, I got my hoodie on. He's got a hoodie on. Nice. Trivia. All right. Well, that brings us to trivia. Do we you want to do a little trivia music for us, Maestro? Ooh, okay. You ready for this one? It's a classic. Hopefully, I don't botch it. You didn't botch that at all. That sounded great. That sounded good. By the way, uh, before you played that, when you said it's a classic, I hope I don't botch it. That's exactly what the doctor said to me before my vasectomy. (laughs) Vasectomy joke. That's well played. You've been waiting to hold that one for a long time. That's been in your back pocket. Coach, have you managed to come up with a trivia question? Because I know you've been... Yes, I have a great trivia question. Because you weren't prepared, I want you to do your NBA trivia entirely in an Irish accent tonight. (laughs) And you have to answer our questions in an Irish accent as well. All right, I'll see what I can do. All right, this is going to be great. All right. right, Who's going first? Maestro, you got a question you want to fire out there? Sure. 
All right, let's go. I'm reaching back with this one. Mike Schmidt. <laughs> All right, there is a record for the most free throws in a playoff game. Um, tell me who it was. Made or taken? Most free throws ever in an NBA playoff game. By an individual or a team? By an individual player. I, uh, I I think I might have seen this while I was researching my question. So I'll let Coach guess right, in his Irish so I'll accent. answer first. In an Irish accent. Okay, here we go. Most free throws ever taken in a game by a certain individual. It's got to be a center because he's been, he's been fouled a lot. So I'm going to say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar from the Lakers. Man, that is good. That is good. You you kept- yeah, keep that going. I'm going to say it was Bob Cousy. You are correct, Peter. Yeah. Oh. yeah. 1953 in the Celtics. That's right. That was it. Yes. There was a four overtime game against the Syracuse Nationals. Nats. Yep. And it he uh, he made thirty. He made thirty out of how many? I don't know. Um, <laughs> here's a follow up. Who knows what team the Syracuse Nationals became? I know. I know. I know. Go ahead. Philadelphia seventy. Is that the New Jersey Nets? No, they're the 76ers. Oh, 76ers. Maestro got that for 76ers. sure. 76ers. Oh. When it comes to Q's basketball, know? Coach is all about the amateur level. <laughs> okay. Yeah, who cares about the Nets? Nice. Okay, so here's my, here's my question. I like this one too. So I was looking at um, how many times a player has scored 50 or more points in a playoff game. And it's happened 34 times by 21 different players. But in last year's playoffs, two different players did it. So I just wanted to guess, name one of them. Durant. One of them's going to be James Harden. I'm sorry. And the other one's got to be, am I wrong? No, no, keep going. Okay, James Harden. And then I'm going to say the other one's got to be uh, I'd like to say Russell Westbrook, but I don't think that's right. Uh, I'm going to say him anyway. It's Russell Westbrook. And James fucking Harden. <laughs> How about you, Maestro? Uh, I was going to say, I said KD. And, okay. So it was Russell Westbrook is correct uh, against the Rockets, yes. actually. So that's the quarterfinals. He scored 51 in 41 minutes. And the other one was Isaiah Thomas and the Celtics. What? He put up 53 against the Wizards. Nice. Dang. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, And and I'm, you know what? I think I'm going to tomorrow. about a hipster. Yeah, tomorrow I think we should put out on Twitter. Should we continue to uh, push Coach's Irish accent here in trivia? Because I think it's working pretty well. Let's let's hear your question there, Coach. Shamrock Shake. Okay, here's my question. Mike Schmidt. (laughs) Mike Schmidt. Okay, here's my question. It has to do with one of the teams that just made it back into the playoffs and hasn't been in the playoffs for a while. Talking about the Minnesota Timberwolves. And so my question is this. They've been around for a while, but they're still considered in my head as a new team. And I was shocked at how many years they've been around. Can you tell me how many years the Timberwolves have been in the NBA? Closest gets it. Price of rights. (laughs) 
guess is right rules. Who's first? I'm gonna. Go, I'm gonna say I'm gonna the math. The T wolves. I'm gonna say the T wolves. I'm gonna say 15 years. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say longer years. than that. I feel like they came in like 94, 95 in that area. So I'm gonna say uh, 24. 24. Well, oh, just I like usual, that. you're both wrong. <laughs> but BMOC is closer. They they originated in 1990. They're 28 years old. Wow. And in 2004, they were playing for the Western Conference Championship. But they lost <laughs> to the Lakers. Did they still have KG in 2004? Yes, yeah. they did. Hey, did hey, was that Stefan Marbury? Was that the team Leitner played for? Correct. Yeah. Ah. He bounced around because he was on the Spurs for a while, too. Uh, yeah, he played for a lot of teams. I like the Stefan Marbury reference, too. Remember he had those shoes, Starberries, that you could buy? Oh, Starberries. I love those shoes. Uh, Maestro, do you feel like like Sorry. the Irish accent was working really well when we were asking the questions, but then when he started asking the questions, it, it became an Irishman who's just angry about what we've asked him to do? <laughs> like, all the joy was gone from it. Someone stole his There was no joy. His lucky charms are gone. He's out of zingers. He became more of a golf commentator, I think. Yeah. David, a tiger. Well, wants. lesson learned with Coach's Irish accent. It's got to be applied selectively for it really to be effective. But that brings us. <laughs> so- soccer scores. That's right. That, yes. that brings us to uh, final thoughts. And uh, who would like to go first on final thoughts? How about you, Coach? You can, you can drop the Irish accent now. But if you want to bring the Boston oh, guy back, that'd be great. Um. Yeah, final thoughts. It really, I came up with uh, when I was looking to find the teams in the NHL to see an early early round mix-up or early round upset. And uh, seeing that Boston and Toronto are playing in the first round, it was like last year when the Blue Jackets played uh, the Penguins. I, I don't understand how NHL does it. One should play eight, two should play seven, three should play – I mean, everybody else does it except the NHL. And, and they're wondering why they have a viewership problem. <laughs> I mean, come on, just yeah. do it like everybody else. Yeah, they definitely have these like a greater commitment to doing things the old way in the NHL. It takes them a long time to kind of update their, their – That's It's dumb. Yeah. Okay, so NHL is dumb. Sorry, Meister. That's a fine final thought for you, Coach. Yes. Just alienated about 25% of our audience. <laughs> Just remember, you can follow the Coach on Twitter. You can complain to Coach on Twitter at Trainspotting14 if you have. Please do. If you want to take umbrage with his his final thought that the NHL is dumb, uh, you're welcome to do so. How about you, Monster? <laughs> where, where are we at on final thoughts? I have final thoughts. I wanted to get your thoughts on Mark McGuire. I know he's been in the news lately because of he said, you know, if 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 there was regulations on, you know. Um, enhancement drugs back when he played and he wouldn't have taken them he said he still would have hit 70 home runs i think those are strong mm-hmm. words i think those are strong words but still um do you guys think he's he's hall of fame worthy no because of the I mean, drugs yeah yeah his num- because he's his numbers qualify him for sure oh absolutely and he's a nice ball player but if he didn't have the extra punch that made those warning track home runs 
turn into – I mean, warning track shots to home runs that probably add 100 home runs to his career. I mean, compared to him and Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds would have made the Hall of Fame if he just didn't destroy his chances by being a crazy Hulk-looking dude. But McGuire, I don't think so. That's just my thought. Yeah. I, How do you feel about Clemens? Same thing. Clemens is Hall-worthy. He did it at the end of Prolonga's career, but his career was already Hall-worthy before he got to Toronto and and ended up in Houston or whatever. He was still Hall-worthy. But, you know, now it puts in question how long was he doing it? Yeah. Well, and the other question, I mean, at the time that they were doing it, right, the regulations were looser. They weren't being drug tested, yeah. right? And, and so... There really were no regulations. That's right. So weren't, and, and, they weren't breaking the rules. Right. Te- Technically. 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 So, I, yeah, I don't, you know, a, a lot of people, they think that I took performance-enhancing drugs when I hit uh, 237 for softball when we were in college. I don't know if you guys remember that. I always question Every that. week, yeah, Longley, you were so upset. You're like, man, you got two hits out of your five at-bats. What are you on? <laughs> Those two CNI signals. I mean, I mean, do you remember how that took I, a would lot just, of juice. I would just make a muscle and point to my bicep? <laughs> those shoes were sweet that you had. Those shoes were sweet. Okay, are you so wearing I, those right now? It's a good brand point. new, brand new back then. So, so Maestro, you asked us the question, but did you did you give us your opinion? Do you think he's hall worthy? Um, I think he is. Yeah, but I, mm. I, I think at, at you know. At the time that he was playing, he was a premier guy, and he, you know, he hit home runs from day one. He was like, didn't he have like the most of a rookie that held for a long time? Yeah, but do you remember who his teammate was when he started? Jose Canseco. Yeah, and Jose Canseco juiced from the start. I, I, you think he was juicing from day one? Yeah, look at look at look look at the pictures of McGuire from his rookie year to year three. He is jacked. Yeah. Yeah. He's been juicing. He juiced for years. Sure. I mean, I, I, he was a nice ball player, but I think he's he's. There's so many questions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because you know the, the voting is the Baseball Writers Association of America, and they seem to have taken this stance that we're not going to let the juicers in. Um, you know, maybe. Some- but if they do let them all in, I mean, if yeah. if they're going to let juicers in, he deserves to be in. Yeah. And it's hard, you know, it's the Hall of Fame. It's not the Hall of Performance, right? So it's not a strictly by the numbers thing. But and, Correct. I, and I think too, even even yes, I know Canseco juice, but they had to pitch to McGuire because Canseco was hitting right after him. Oh, absolutely. So, he got a lot of fastballs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great final thought though. There, raise some interesting thoughts. Uh, if you're listening, you want to share yeah. your thoughts on Twitter on Mark McGuire, just go ahead and at Sport Wednesday us, and we'll uh, we'll like retweet it and we'll like it, and like we might be <laughs> add a little quote about it. So all sorts of stuff can happen if you invest a tweet with us. Great things. Yeah, very good. So my final thought is, uh, and again, I bounced around on a couple different ones, but uh, John Madden turned 82 years old today, and wow. In the post I saw about it, it said, you know, whether he was coaching the Raiders and there's a picture of him coaching the Raiders or doing his video game or doing doing announcing or being in ads, um, he was great. And the ad that they showed was, it was like a magazine ad and it showed him and, and the headline said, with as many bars as I go into, I can't afford to be filled up. 
And it reminded me of that whole taste great, less filling campaign that Miller Lite used to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I waited, I waited till I'm 47 years old to realize this, but but basically less filling just means you can drink a ton more beers. <laughs> yes. And that was a yes. huge selling point for like 20 years of our childhood. Correct. Yeah, that's right. Less filling. I never, like when I was a kid, I didn't understand what it would, what is it? There's no cream filling like a Twinkie? <laughs> No, drink our beer. Less you can drink a ton of them. You can drink a shit ton oh, of this you, beer. That's what less filling is. That's means. right. So twelve pack, no problem. That's right. So you don't see a whole lot of craft beer saying, "Hey, you know, try our floral <laughs> hops." Less filling. Less filling. They call no, those, they're going for they call much chunkier than the other beers. They call those session beers. Session beers. You would know that. Thanks. Session beers. Okay, guys. Anything else you want to add before we call this one done? All right. Let's just say, folks, you can pat your David Blatt bobblehead on the head and head to bed. Sports Wednesday is done. Sports Wednesday is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend Matt Longley, the maestro Brian Hake, and me, Pete Brown. Some music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Haig, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times. If you're looking for somebody to follow on Twitter, follow us on Sport Wednesday. Well, if you're looking for a great Instagram follow, I've got one for you. Why don't you follow us on Sports Wednesday on Instagram?
Sports Wednesday is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend Matt Longley, the maestro Brian Haig, and me, Pete Brown. Some music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's Sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Haig, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times.